Hi love and welcome to Lovely with Lana. I'm Lana, your podcast host, here to talk about all things Pilates, wellness, fashion, lifestyle, and of course, it has to be pink. Well, not all the time, but most of the time at least. I hope that you absolutely love this episode and let's get right into it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy that you decided to click on and listen in. If you are new, an extra special welcome to you. Whether you found me through social media, scrolling through Spotify or app, or just randomly somehow found me, I'm happy that you're here, you're in the right place at the right time. And if you're returning, as always, hugs and kisses. I am so proud of this little wellness princess community, growing and becoming the best versions of ourselves. Be sure to follow this podcast, give it a rating, give it a review, share on your story, DM me. It helps me so much when you girls really interact with the podcast and make me feel like I'm not just talking in my room to a microphone. Um, and be sure to follow all of my socials. I am most active on Instagram and you can find me at Lovely with Lana and at Lovely with Lana Pod. So let's get right into setting the mood. It is currently 9.30 p.m. on a Monday evening and I just got done with the run. Yes, it was dark and it was cold, but I ran because I knew that it would make me feel a lot better. I felt kind of anxious throughout the day. I have a lot to do, um, but I know that a run definitely helps to clear my head. And I think a lot of times in the fitness community, people don't talk about how much movement can be medicine and movement can always make you feel better. And you don't always do it for like an aesthetic goal. You don't always do it for any reason like burning calories, etc. A lot of times like I do it for mental health. I do it when I'm anxious. I might go a little harder. I might go on like a longer run and that just makes me feel good. And that's how I kind of, that's like my own version of therapy. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really relaxed. Literally sitting here in my quite frankly, very dirty sports bra. I definitely need to shower, but I want to record this podcast before it gets too late. And yeah, it was just a busy day at school. And right when I came home, I was just running, had dinner, and now I'm talking to you. And I was preparing for this podcast and just getting really excited about it because this is a topic I'm pretty passionate about. I just find that it's a fun topic and there's a lot of misinformation out there. And I genuinely just want to be like, a fun but like kind of tough love person to explain to you pretty much how to be hot and not in like there's like so many different versions of hot I think what pops into people's minds there's a lot of different versions um, but I think anyone can be hot and I think it definitely starts off with your mindset it starts off with your confidence and then obviously like your appearance plays a part um, and we're going to talk all about that later a high and a low. So a high is being able to move my body and just being able to like really enjoy working out and doing things that feel good for me. And yeah, like I just, I think I'm in a good mood because I worked out today and I think it can always put anyone in a good mood. And a low is I've been dealing with some cramps. I mean, all girls can relate you deal with cramps around a certain time of a month. It's okay. We're getting through it. A lot of heating pads up my alley. And finally, a shout out. So in episode 92, which was to the girls that don't love themselves, I asked, what is one thing you love about yourself? And Ava responded, my ability to love. That is literally like the cutest thing to love about yourself is to know that you can love people so deeply and you just have like very deep emotions and you have very deep connections to people. I think that is something so amazing and it's such a gift when I find someone that you know just loves to love pretty much and I'm definitely someone like that but I have met people that really just adore people and they connect with people and they empathize with people on such a deep level that I'm always in awe and in shock it is definitely a gift and it is definitely something to be proud about so thank you so much Ava for responding to that Spotify question I appreciate you and I appreciate to all of the girls that responded to that question I mean a lot of you girls are talking about dimples or like your body or just being able to like love people and laugh and live life. And I think that is such beautiful things to remember that there's always something that we can love about ourselves and we can start appreciating. So if you want to be shouted out for next week's podcast, definitely be sure to answer the Spotify question, which is linked under every episode. Or if you're an Apple podcast girly, or if you're listening to this via Amazon, whatever, just leave me a rating 
or like a review and leave a sentence or two of like why you love the podcast so then I have something to talk about um, when I shout you out. Anyways, after filming last week's episode, I kind of had this episode pop up into my head and I have been talking to a lot of my friends about this topic because I don't know, I find it such a fun topic and I love to talk about self-love and glowing up and improving yourself and I think you can definitely do both and you can love yourself and you can also be on a journey to pretty much becoming hotter and becoming the best version of yourself definitely is a part of becoming hotter. And I think a lot of the times, again, I mentioned this earlier, is people have this conception of what hotness looks like. Like you need to look a certain way, you need to have a certain body type or like, you know, some people think of like the Victoria's Secret models or like different pop stars or celebrities and I think anyone can be hot in their own way and what's coming into my head right now is you know like Tate McRae the singer and she kind of blew up with her song I think it was exes and greedy I love her but she is not like the typical beauty you know she's not like the cover of Vogue like she's not like Victoria's Secret model pretty you know like if you really like inspect her face it's not like jaw-dropping but I think the combination of her confidence and her body and her dancing and her singing and all of that makes her so hot honestly like from a straight girl to another girl she is so hot in all of her music videos and that just shows that like anyone can be pretty in their own way and it doesn't mean you need to have like a certain body type or your face needs to be like a certain structured way because of course there's always some kind of idiotic trends about like your face shape and buckle fat removal right now is like trending which is like they take out the fat from your cheeks to give you that like jawline but quite frankly it kind of looks like yeah it just doesn't look normal so um anyway but yeah I'm just saying that you can definitely look hot in your own way and you don't need to be like a carbon copy of someone or be like the society's definition of hot because that will always unfortunately change like for you know 2010s it was like the whole Kim K body with like the BBLs and all that plastic surgery and getting curvy and then now it's like pretty much back to like the heroin chic days which is be really skinny and everyone's on Ozempic and it doesn't look normal so I think society will always change in what they define as hot but anyone can be hot in their own way and that just requires effort and a shift in your mindset. And my personal belief, and this is something like, this is something that I will die on. I fully believe anyone can get hotter. Anyone can lose or gain weight, clear up their skin, take care of their nails, find their style, grow their confidence, etc. And I think even like I, I've seen insane glow-ups uh, for both girls and guys. This episode is definitely more geared towards girls because like, most of my episodes are geared towards girls because like that's who I like to talk to. If you're a guy listening, I mean, have a lot of fun. You know, you'll probably take something out of this episode as well. But I think anyone can be hotter and it doesn't even require like you need to have good genetics. Like, of course, some people just superficially, their faces are just structurally better and their bodies are just like for them, it's easier to lose or gain weight. You know what I mean? But I think anyone can put in effort to look hot and I always see this quote around which is like you're not ugly you're just poor and I think that is something to really think about is like a lot of times very wealthy people are more attractive because they have more time and resources and money to invest into their self-care into their fitness regimens into their clothing etc and I think you don't need a lot of money but becoming hotter will require an investment it will require your time you will require energy it will require you to go and buy some things for your self-improvement getting hot journey to glow up it doesn't mean you need to go and like spend $200 on a facial if you can't afford that you can just go to like any store really any pharmacy and get like a face mask for 10 or 20 dollars you know what I mean like there are ways that you can also put in that investment without being super wealthy so sometimes I say you're not ugly you're just lazy because quite frankly a lot of people get lazy and hence why they are ugly um so we're going to talk all about how to get hot and let's get right into this episode okay so first let's talk about your appearance Obviously, your appearance is something that a lot of people notice and we are a very superficial world and just how we're wired as humans, I think we notice appearance first, right? Before someone opens their mouth or talks about their passions or their love for like 
I don't know, my weird love for Brazil nuts. Um, everyone notices your body. Everybody notices your face, your teeth, just everything about it. So first we're going to really hone in on the body aspect. Okay. To look hot, you need to look fit and you need to look healthy. I think it's really hot when I see another girl walking in and she has like a bit of back or like arm definition in her top. Like she doesn't look flabby, but she also doesn't look like a complete noodle. Okay. She looks toned. She looks fit. She looks like she could carry her groceries in one trip. Like that's kind of hot. I think when people first meet you, they notice your weight, but they also notice your body composition. So I'm not going to say here, like you need to be X amount of pounds or kilograms because that's dumb because everybody literally has a different muscle and bone density. Um, coming from a girl who naturally weighs a little higher than like most people my height because of my muscle and bone density. Like, I'm not going to say you need to be X amount of pounds, but I think you need to look in the mirror and like what you see. And if you don't like what you see, you got to change that. Okay. I think the biggest flex is not being skinny. The biggest flex is being fit because quite frankly, it's kind of easy to be skinny. And this is coming from someone that used to have an eating disorder, right? Like you just literally don't eat enough, right? Like that's, it's so easy, but being fit requires a little more time. It requires you actually focusing on your nutrition and making sure you're eating enough and like healthy foods. And it is very unfortunate that right now the society is in the era of glorifying skinniness. Like, I swear the amount of times I've seen like on TikTok, like the legging legs, honestly, what are we getting into? Like, this is like not okay. Okay. My leggings do not look like the legging legs because I'm not a 12 year old child in Lululemon leggings. Okay. I am like an adult. So there's that. But anyway, I think being fit is a lot hotter than being quote unquote skinny because being toned having muscle mass that requires work. Okay. Being a skinny stick just requires you not eating enough. Okay. Also, I think being too heavy doesn't look hot either. Okay. That's just, of course, everybody's definition of hot is different. This is mine, but like, I think it's not that hot when like someone struggles to like get up and down the stairs and they like get really out of breath because of their weight. And if your weight is limiting your ability to live life, if you are struggling to walk, to run, to work out, then maybe it's time that you need to really focus on changing that and maybe losing weight. Or again, if you're too skinny, gaining weight, because I think it's not about like there's just so much about this, so much stigma. People don't like being told what to do, but I'm saying this from like like a health perspective, you need to be at a good weight. Being too skinny health-wise isn't good, but it also isn't good appearance-wise. And again, being too heavy, which BMI I don't believe is fully accurate because again, muscle mass is more than fat, etc. But being too flabby and having too much body fat on you also doesn't look good. Because then it can also, too much of it can limit your ability to go up and down the stairs, to run around, to work out, and to like live life to its fullest. And I genuinely feel so bad for the people that are really morbidly obese because life must be a lot harder for them because not only is there this stigma and this hatred and there's this fat phobia towards more obese people, but I think on top of that, it's just everyone like judges them instead of supporting them and pushing them to making healthier habits. And, you know, there's a lot into that. I'm not like a doctor or nutritionist, so I'm not one to talk, but I'm just saying if your appearance doesn't look good, whether you're on one side of the extreme or the other, you need to make steps to change that, not only for yourself, but like for your health and for your future self. For exercise, right? I think it's really important to have resistance training. You need to have resistance training to build muscle mass. And I've had entire episodes on resistance training before. The most common right now, most popular are weightlifting and Pilates. Everyone already knows about those two because that's what's circling around the internet. And generally, those are like the main two. I'm trying to think of other forms of resistance training. Of course, like day-to-day -day tasks, like if you're carrying a lot of groceries or your job requires you to like lift heavy things, like that's already naturally you using resistance training. Weightlifting is really good for if you want to build mass and you want to build strength, okay? I do a lot of weightlifting for like my lower body, my glutes, because those are areas where I want to have muscle mass. So I have like definition there. So I'm not like a flat pancake. You know what I mean? But I think Pilates 
is really good for toning your entire body and for making sure that you have a very strong core. A lot of weightlifters use belts, which I don't approve of because it makes you not stabilize your core. Pilates is really good for learning how to use your core and use your abs and those slow controlled movements and mind to muscle connection. So I always say combining the two can do wonders. Like if you do a few days of Pilates and a few days of weightlifting, it can definitely help you build muscle. And a lot of people think weightlifting is going to get you bulky. No, like weightlifting has gotten me bulky before, but you also need to understand that I was eating an insane amount of protein and I was really lifting heavy. I was genuinely trying to build muscle and I'm also genetically predisposed to building muscle. So for me, it's quite quick. Most females do not build muscle super quick unless you do what I did and like eat like tons of protein and really lift heavy. I also think it's really important to do cardio. I do a lot of walking. Incline walking is great. I think walking is such an underrated exercise because it's just so good for your body. It's low impact. It doesn't like stress out any hormones. It's just great. It's great to put in a podcast, go on a walk, be in nature, or even on the treadmill. I love incline walking. Um, the I think it's called the 12-3-30 workout, which is you put the treadmill to max incline for 30 minutes and you walk it like three miles an hour. I always did like 3.5, but such a good way. You can like scroll through TikTok when you do that. I also like to run. I literally just ran dancing, hit workouts, whatever. I know some people love the hit workouts. I would say be really careful with cardio in general. A lot of people can do too much cardio and then they start losing muscle mass because I mean, short little science fact, when your body's glycogen stores, so like all of like the mousselets don't have the carbs. So like, let's pretend you didn't eat enough carbs that day or you ate carbs, but it was a while ago. You went on a run after about like 30 minutes to an hour, definitely depending on like your intensity, your glycogen stores run out and your body will start tapping into muscle because it needs energy. So if you do too, if you don't eat enough, let's pretend you're trying to lose weight and you're going crazy on HIIT workouts and running and just cardio in general, your body's just eating up your muscle mass. You aren't really losing fat here. So I think it's important to have cardio, but make sure that you're really fueling and having enough carbs to get you through cardio. Um, that's even why one of the reasons why I stopped running early in the morning is because I was practically chewing through my muscles in the morning because it was too early for me to eat. I didn't eat anything and I went on a long run. So I just run like after food, a um, few hours after, of course, not right after. And that just helps to like protect the muscle mass I do have on my body because, you know, that's important for my metabolism, my overall appearance, etc. to not look skinny fat, whatever, right? Obviously, I think whatever workouts you do, so of course you need to pick at least one resistance training type workout, Pilates or weightlifting or both. Um, I'm still trying to think of other resistance training types. I know bar is really good about it as well. Um, maybe there is like yoga sculpt. That's really good. Certain classes are definitely good for resistance training. Also pick a cardio of your choice, whether that's walking or running or dancing or a combination or cycling. There's so many different types of cardio. And I think Pick and choose what you like best. Start off small. Don't go crazy. I think, you know, start off with like going to the gym like two or three times a week rather than like expecting yourself to go six days a week, especially right out of the gate. Start off slow. And I always say the best workout program is that one you can stick to. I have tons of episodes on getting started on your fitness journey, like episode 74, 87, and so on. But I think it's important that you just start or you continue if you're listening to me, continue doing in trying new things, if you don't notice yourself getting very many results from Pilates, for example, then maybe it's not enough resistance training for you and you need to go and try a little bit of weightlifting or vice versa. Maybe you're putting on a ton of muscle mass. Maybe genetically you're super predisposed like I am to building muscle. Maybe go a little lighter on the weightlifting days and try more Pilates, bar, etc. Same with cardio. If you hate running, do walking, do dancing, do cycling. Like there's so many ways that you can get active. It's really trial and error. Just don't give up on yourself and don't be hard on yourself. I think listening to your body and figuring out what it needs every day is a skill definitely to have. So that's important. Understand that having muscle mass on you 
not only does it look aesthetically nice, but it also helps your metabolism and it protects your bone density and it just does wonders for your hormones. So please get the like notion out of your head that muscle mass doesn't help you because it really does. Okay, the other thing about your body that I think is really important is to talk about nutrition, okay? Nutrition is more important than exercise because generally out of our daily caloric expenditure, exercise is about like, I don't even remember the graphic, but it's like 10 to 20-ish percent. Like it's not a lot unless you're like marathon runner running like 30 miles a day. If you're not that, which probably most of us, you know, like nutrition is going to be the make it the make it or break it of like how our body looks, right? And nutrition is very very different for people depending on goals, okay? If you need to gain weight, let's pretend you're like recovering from an eating disorder or just naturally have a extremely fast metabolism, your nutritional needs will be very different from someone that is trying to actively lose weight. And someone actively trying to lose weight their nutritional needs will be different than someone that's just trying to maintain their weight. Like everyone is in a different spot. Everyone's bodies are different. So like what I eat might not work for you. You know what I mean? So I think it's really important to figure out what works best for you. And there is a lot of just absolute BS out there in the fitness world about like just food in general. Like the amount of people that I see in like carnivore diets or like only vegan or like crazy intermittent fasting where they only eat like one meal a day or they're out there demonizing sugar and like making it seem like it's literally gonna kill you like people just need to calm the heck down around food okay because quite frankly I think it's a lot more unhealthy to be terrified of food and to constantly be overthinking every single thing you eat than to just like eat something enjoy it and move on with your life and not maybe have it every day like not have like the super sugary I don't know, ice cream every day, but have it like once in a while as a treat, like a normal person. So if you struggle with portions and just like portion control in general, maybe you're trying to lose weight, try macro counting, try calorie counting for, you know, I would say like a few weeks to a couple months. I think it's really good gauge of you figuring out, okay, like what does a portion of nuts look like because trust me you'll be shocked at how tiny the portion of nuts is for like 170 calories it's a little shocking and it's a little sad because I love like cashews and you know nuts are really healthy but like they are calorically dense so you need to watch your portions and I think again this is generally more for people that are really trying to lose weight or they're really trying to hone in on like a certain, like maybe they do struggle with portions. And one thing that influencers don't tell you about like intuitive eating, which I'm a big advocate for intuitive eating, but I think if you don't know or you don't train your body what a normal portion is, you will constantly overeat and you will gain weight. So I think it's important that you need to understand that a lot of people that on Instagram or whatever, they're like, oh, I intuitively eat. But like for like five years, they were probably counting their calories. So like Technically, they're still counting their calories because technically their body is already like used to a certain amount of food in a certain portion. So that's just like a little nugget. Just be careful with like people that are like, oh my God, I lost so much weight doing intuitive eating. They probably didn't. Like they probably just like, technically it was like a calorie deficit naturally because they were so used to eating in a calorie deficit when they were tracking their macros. So I think again, over time, once you get used to the portions, you don't need to count anything. Like I don't find it sustainable to sit there and take out your food scale like more than a few months. I think that kind of is like crazy and I can't do that. And for me, I noticed that when I count calories, I was way more focused on calories rather than the health benefits. And I believe food is medicine, food is enjoyment, food is memories, but food is also fuel. But if you focus too much on the fuel part, you kind of like miss out on everything else. You miss out on like the cookie you get from like your club meeting or a friend, you know, baked you something and she wants you to try it. Like you miss out on all of those opportunities. And so that's why I think once you kind of figure out like portion control, right, you don't really need to count calories or macros. If you don't struggle with portion control or you're like already used to it, kind of like me, I do an 80-20 intuitive eating split, right? And again, like when I say split, it's not like I'm sitting there calculating exactly 80% but I try to eat 80% whole foods like cooked from home healthy 
fruits, veggies, grains, meats, etc. And then 20% whatever I want, okay? And whatever I want looks very different. Like today, whatever I wanted was a bagel. And like, I think I had dark chocolate in the morning and at night. Oh, and a Starbucks drink. Like, you know, like the like, I like the brown sugar shake and espresso. And yes, it has sugar, but like, it's so good that I don't really care. But like, that's my 20%. The 80% was the salad I was eating, the eggs, the peas, the fruit that I was eating. You know what I mean? Like, it all balanced out. You know, it's all about the balance. And eating whole foods definitely makes my body feel good. Like, I noticed that my body was a little more sluggish, um, especially over Valentine's Day when I was eating more sugary candy but you know what i survived it's all about balance i just know that when i don't eat a lot of whole foods i kind of feel sluggish so i really focus on getting in those whole foods and really even though you might be busy you might be at school you might be at work really prioritize cooking and making your own food over eating out or constantly buying like the really processed snacks i think it's important to make things easy for yourself so like cut up veggies and fruits, meal prep, pack healthy snacks so you're never without a bad option because the worst situation you could put yourself in is like you're starving, you're at work, and the only thing that they have is the vending machine with just a bunch of chips and cookies, right? So make sure that you have healthy snacks on you in your backpack that are like easy to throw in there. Like I'm not like the biggest fan of protein bars, but compared to like other options, they probably have the most nutrition for you know, their package, right? So I love to pack protein bars, almonds, cashews, my obsession with Brazil nuts. I always pack two of those a day. Um, I like to pack fruit, sugar snap peas, the meat steaks, like chomps, like those are all really healthy snacks to just have on you. So when you are hungry and you are out of the house, you have something to turn to that is a healthy option. Just make things easy for you, right? And Meal prepping is a big game changer. Make just very large portions and put it in the fridge for later. Make very large portions of like meat, for example, put it in the fridge for later, etc. Like I think it's important for you to make eating healthy as easy as possible because if you make it easy, you're just way more likely to eat healthy and eat that 80% of healthy whole foods that you want to eat. I also think it's really important to heal your relationship with food. So if you've had any eating problems in the past, whether it's overeating or undereating, etc. If you are terrified of food, that is not going to help you look hot. You want to know why? Because like this is, I think this is science, okay? I need to like really make sure this is science. Let me check. Okay, yes, I just saw this study from 2021. Just found it on our favorite friend Google from Frontiers in Psychiatry. I'll link this study down below, but pretty much nutrition is linked to your microbiome. And same with your anxiety. So if you're anxious, you literally can't digest food. So if you have been really anxious and you were either running to the toilet because you're pretty much pooping your pants or you couldn't poop at all, that is because your body is very in tune with its emotions. And if you are stressed about your food, you will subconsciously clench your stomach up and it will hurt your digestion. And it also hurts the nutrient absorption of food. So like just be careful, okay? You need to heal your relationship with food. That's very important because I noticed on days where I was really stressed about what I was eating because, you know, I thought it was for some reason bad, quote unquote, my face would swell. My entire body would swell. If you convince yourself that a certain food is bad, it's, your body's going to react badly to it, right? If you panic because you're eating something that has like corn syrup in it once in a blue moon, you probably need you probably need to like stop with the panic. I don't think it's the food that's causing the reaction. It's really your mental state. So healing your relationship with food is such a game changer. It just it honestly helps like the inflammation in your body, helps digestion, etc. And I think finally, no food is off limits. Even if you're trying to lose weight, like cutting complete food groups out is not helpful at all because it will cause you to be more inclined to binge eating or like overeating. So don't start cutting out sugar or bread, etc. Like just trust me on this because you need to learn how to eat sustainably because how you eat now needs to be how you eat for the rest of your life, right? So make sure that you are eating in such a way where yes, you eat a lot of healthy whole foods, but you have that 20% of chocolate and fun foods and, you know, going out with friends because 
That's how you build a healthy and sustainable lifestyle around fitness. And that's how you will keep your results and keep your very fit and toned body for longer. However, a tip for the acne girls, okay, dairy is a no-go, okay? For me, I have tried every type of dairy. I've tried the healthiest Greek yogurts. I've tried the healthiest cheese. Dairy always causes a lot of inflammation and acne in me. So like if you really struggle with acne, that is the one food that I think you should try and cut out is dairy. Um, It has been linked to inflammation just due to the hormone levels in dairy. So just a plug for that. Wow, we talked a lot about like your body in general and food and nutrition, but it's something I'm pretty passionate about. And again, it's such a flex and it's so hot when you have a little muscle definition on you. And to get that muscle definition, you need to make sure that you are you know, eating whole foods, also making sure you're prioritizing protein. I want to see a hundred grams at least because most of the people listening to this are like at least a hundred pounds because, you know, it is what it is. It's a healthy weight, like over a hundred pounds for most females. So yes, get your protein in, eat healthy whole foods, exercise in a way that feels good. Make sure that you're doing some cardio and some resistance training. You got this. Second is clothing. So Clothing is really important because it is also something a lot of people notice right off the bat. So the first, they're going to kind of notice the clothing and the body, and then they'll like really focus on like your face and your hair, etc. So make sure that you are building a wardrobe of clothing that you genuinely like. Find the types of jeans that fit your body type, the specific types of tops, the styles that you love. Think about all of the clothing that you kind of gravitate towards in your closet and try to buy more of that. And I think it's really important that you focus on quality over quantity. This is something I'm working through because I like to shop just like everybody else. And sometimes I don't buy the most high quality pieces, but like definitely focus on getting high quality pieces over just a lot of ones from like Cider or Sheen or whatever cheap website you're purchasing them from because I'd rather get one really nice sweater for a hundred bucks than get like three sweaters that will all are all polyester and all kind of feel bad on my skin, etc. I think it's really important to put an effort into your clothing every day, okay? I'm generally never caught in like leggings and a baggy sweatshirt to school unless it's like a really rough day but that's probably once every like three weeks um so I always put an effort to dress nicely to dress up always kind of be the best dressed person there and it's important because when you are dressed well number one it just looks hot okay when I see someone putting effort into their outfit I'm like dang girl you got your you got your life figured out You know what I mean? And I think it's really important that it shows that you care about how, you know, you look and it just gives you that confidence boost. Like all of you girls know the feeling of wearing like a really good outfit. It's like the bright color for like that just makes you pop as a person and it just fits you nicely. Like you get what I'm saying. Like that feeling. Yes, we want that feeling every day. Um, I also, I didn't, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but find the colors that really work for your specific skin tone, for your hair color, for your features. Like for me, you know, I have lighter features. I have like blonder hair, blue eyes, blue slash green. It's kind of weird. Anyway, so because of that, I definitely lean towards blue and pink and like lighter colors because colors like black, or yellow or like red kind of just don't look right on me and it's just it's not a vibe right so definitely figure out what works for like your specific features and this is really trial and error um just like go to any store and like put like you can even take pictures but like put certain colors of clothing like next to your face and take a picture and see like does it fit me like does it make my eyes pop or you know does it just like look really good on me or does it wash me out because you can generally tell if a color is right for you like generally you can tell because it just suits you and it like makes something pop and it just looks good on you also these are like little things but steam all of your wrinkled clothing like this makes any like $10 t-shirt from Target look 10 times better is if it's steamed and it's like pressed and there's like no wrinkles. So make sure you don't have any wrinkles in your clothing. Keep your shoes clean. I think sometimes I look at the banged up shoes around campus and I'm like, why can't you just like rub the dirt off your shoes that you've had the dirt sitting on there for like 
two weeks, right? So just keep your shoes clean. And I know it's definitely harder if you live in like a colder climate and there's like salt and everything, but put an effort into having like clean shoes and taking care of your shoes because it just shows that you like, you think about the little things. And speaking of the little things, jewelry. Now I think jewelry can really make an outfit and get high quality pieces, like get 14 karat plus gold, get stuff that won't rust. Don't get the, like the cheap H&M the Claire's jewelry and I'm talking about like the $5 rings. We don't need that, right? Save up money, get like a nice ring or two for yourself or a really nice watch or some nice bracelets because a lot of like almost all my jewelry, I never take off. Like I go in the shower, I work out with like most of my jewelry, etc. because they're all gold, right? Because I invested up front and now I never have to buy them or worry about them rusting. And so yes, it's a lot of money up front, but like I'm never going to have to like replace it. So I consider this an investment. And jewelry also just like brings up your outfits by like a whole level. Like let's pretend you're wearing like sweatpants and a t-shirt, right? But if you put in like nice jewelry, it just like, there's just an added level of sophistication in your outfit and it just doesn't look so sloppy anymore. So like that's a good way to get away with like not wearing super like nice clothing is just to put on some jewelry. Third is we're going to talk about skincare and makeup and hair. I understand it's like already 36 minutes into the episode, so I'm trying to get through this within an hour. So for hair, definitely get it trimmed. Take care of your hair. Use hair masks. Like make sure that your hair looks healthy. Make sure that you put in effort in whatever way possible. A lot of people forget about their hair and their hair can definitely look glossier and healthier if you put an effort, if you do those hair masks once a week, if you trim it, if you take care of it. Also, if you decide to color or like highlight your hair, make sure that it suits your complexion, okay? Some people like like me, for example, they have a super light complexion. So for me, dyeing my hair black or brown would not look hot because it just would like kind of just not look right. So definitely be careful with hair colors and shades because you want it to like suit you and like not make it look just like weird i know some people like that like bleach blonde hair but like their eyebrows are brown and their features are darker and it just doesn't look right so like find out a color that works for you generally the color you're born with is the color that will suit best but i've heard of people trying like a couple of shades lighter or darker than their normal hair color or whatever and that looks even better so you definitely have to try like go to the salon talk to like the hairstylist talk to people look at magazines look on pinterest like you need to understand you need to find someone with like similar features and similar coloring to you so then you can find the best hair color for you also just be careful like please don't dye your hair like completely all pink or blue or whatever. It just, I don't know. There's just something about it that like makes me think of like Skittles. And like, I know that's so weird, but like, I don't know. It's like a walking Skittle. And sometimes if you have like bright blue hair, but you're wearing like, like a different color outfit, like red, it just, by that point, you're already looking like the American flag. And like, for me, that's just not a vibe. So like, try to like have normal-ish colors and of course, some people can definitely get away with it. I've talked to people who have like black hair, but like they kind of dyed parts of their hair blue and it like blends in so nicely that I can't see it. Or you do like a streak or two of a pink or something, that's fine. But like to have your entire head a different color, I don't know. There's just something about it that doesn't look that hot. Anyway, try out different hairstyles. Try heatless curls, try ponytails, try clock lips, try... I've been obsessed with the, the little butterfly clips, right? Like in a half up, half down style. Put an effort in like how your hair looks. And I think a lot of times, a lot of us girls just like throw it up into a claw clip or throw it up into a messy bun. But if we actually put an effort, it can definitely, you know, make our entire outfits look better and just make us feel more put together. I think with skincare, the same goes is put in effort. If you want to clear up your skin, I need to see you steaming your face and doing clay face masks to unclog your pores. Use retinol or benzoyl peroxide to limit acne. If you deal with a lot of facial swelling in the morning, ice roll your face and gua sha for five minutes. Make sure that like you are not eating a ton of salt uh, and drinking enough water so your face doesn't swell as much in the morning. 
You can definitely keep eye patches in the fridge overnight and put them on if you struggle with eye bags. Make sure that you are double cleansing your face at night with a gel-based cleanser. I use Youth to the People. And then the oil-based cleanser, and I just use a random one from Costco. Put sunscreen on in the morning, every morning before you put on your makeup. Invest in good high quality skincare rather than going along with like the 10 year old Sephora girl trends. Like, genuinely put in more money and put in more research in high quality skincare because, no, I don't believe that Glow Recipe and Drunk Elephant is like really all that much. If you look at their ingredients, it's really not all that much. Um, you can definitely find like more bang for your buck in other places and it's practically the same ingredients, just not the name brand, but make sure that you're investing in time and money into getting like high quality skincare and not just going along for the trends. I already posted episode 77 a couple of months ago and it goes in depth into my full skincare and hair care routine. And then also the link tree down below has an Amazon link to all of my favorite products for like skincare, hair care, makeup, etc. So definitely be sure to check that out if you need some more product recommendations. Makeup. Okay, I'm going to say something that I think is kind of a hot take, but just use less, okay? Oftentimes, girls pack on so much makeup thinking that it's going to make them look hotter. But like looking like a packed on cake is not hot, okay? You want the makeup to like enhance what you already have, okay? Not mask your beautiful face with pounds of foundation or like blush or fake eyelashes, etc. right? A little concealer. I put on just a little bit of concealer. I use a Dior concealer along my like eye bags and any acne that I'm struggling with. And then I do like a setting powder just because I have pretty oily skin. And that's all I need. Like I don't use foundation. Even when my skin has been really bad, I don't use it because I feel like it's just going to clog up my pores and make things significantly worse. Of course, everybody's different. And I think if you put on a little bit of foundation, I think that's fine. But just don't put on so much that it just looks unnatural. Make sure that the shades match your face color. Make sure that it's not too light or too dark because sometimes, you know, it's not hot when like a girl lifts her head and like her face is a completely different shade than her neck. So just watch out for that. I also do a light contour, light highlight and light blush, a very small amount, just enough to like, just like you can see it, but it's barely there. And there's a big debate I feel like online right now with like powder versus liquid contour and powder versus liquid blush. And I think do whatever works best for your skin type. So I use a lot of powder-based contour and blush and highlighter because my skin's very oily. If your skin is dry, you probably want the more liquid or like the more like stick type. I think definitely just like trial and error, figure out what works for you. And the same thing goes for like an eye look. So sometimes I don't even do eyeshadow because I'm not a big fan of it, quite frankly. I just generally don't care that much. And it always gets like clumped in your eye, like, you know, like in that crease. And that just, I don't know, that's just such an ick for me. But anyway, I always do some eyeshadow in gold, you know, in like a pink color, something sparkly. I tried doing eyeliner before I have, and it just didn't suit my eyes and my face shape. But for some people, winged eyeliner looks good. So again, trial an error. It depends on what looks good for some people will not look good for others. A bit of mascara, like a light coat and not like, you know, like in middle school when the girls like caked on, like, you know, the spider eyelashes where it's like just so much, like just mascara in general, it looks like your eyelashes are about to fall off. Exactly. Okay. That's not hot. Okay. Just a little mascara to like make your eyelashes darker, kind of make them longer and a little lip gloss. My favorite is of course the Dior lip oil and I'm ready to go, right? My goal for makeup in general is to be done in under five minutes. Okay. I need to just cover up what needs to be covered up, enhance what needs to be enhanced and get along with my day. I want to look put together. I want to feel confident, but I also want to have that effortless, no makeup, makeup look. And honestly, I think it's a lot hotter when a girl wears less makeup than more because it just shows that she's confident and she knows that like her face and her natural beauty is already enough. But of course, a little makeup to enhance the beauty never goes wrong. Fourth is nails, teeth, and hygiene. Okay. For your nails, keep them put together and clean. Get them done professionally or do them yourself. Like make sure that your nails are just in good shape, okay? I always like to do like a nude French tip. I do liquid gel personally because for me, that's what I like. 
I can afford getting my nails done professionally. I know some people can't. Then just like put on some nude or like blush pink nail polish for yourself. Try to avoid like super bright colors because again, we don't want it clashing with your outfit. If you wear like a green outfit and you have like red nails and you look like a Christmas tree and I don't know if that's the vibe you're looking for. So just watch out for that. Watch out for your cuticles in your hands, right? I have a horrible habit of picking my cuticles. I'm literally doing it right now and I need to stop. Um, but make sure that your cuticles are moisturized and your hands are moisturized. Don't let them crack and like just feel kind of icky because then when someone holds your hand, it's like it's like a little like scaly reptile. And trust me, I've been there before, okay? Just keep your hands nice and soft. For teeth, keep gum or mints or Listerine breath strips on you at all times, okay? Bad breath is just not hot, okay? I want to be able to breathe freely. But when somebody opens their mouth and I genuinely can't breathe, that's just, that's a no for me. So brush your teeth, floss. Make sure that you are you have fresh breath, especially if you ate something kind of stinky, like, I don't know, I'm thinking of like kimchi or garlic or onion or coffee. Oh, coffee breath. Anyway, yes, make sure that you have a gum on you. If you have the means within like your budget, go to an orthodontist if your teeth are crooked or get your teeth professionally whitened if they're kind of yellowy. Like there are a lot of ways that you can definitely glow up your teeth and just make yourself look hotter because quite frankly, your teeth are something that are looked at a lot because like if you smile, that's like what people look at. So just, you know, be careful and be willing to invest in your teeth and be willing to spend more time and more money in them because trust me it will just really improve your appearance in general and finally with hygiene just smell good like the amount of people that just like don't smell good and even though they look good they just don't smell good it's just kind of not it's not it for me so have a signature perfume that you wear daily make sure you're showering okay remember to put on deodorant and just in case you forget because i have carry a mini travel version with you in case you forget, okay? You don't want to be like in a classroom and then you think, oh, what is that horrific smell of sweat? And then you realize it's you? Like, we don't want that. So just be prepared, smell good, and just like make sure that you have a little perfume. You, you just smell good. You smell pleasant because really that's all you need. Like when you smell good, that's already like half the battle of like looking hot because like you walk in and you just like smell so good. Fifth and finally is the mindset. Find out who you are on a fundamental level, okay? When you know who you are, when you know what your purpose in life is, when you know what you bring to the table, when you know, you know, your worth and your value doesn't come in just your physical appearance, that's just like so hot. You know why? Because then you're unbothered. You genuinely don't care. If somebody rejects you, if somebody doesn't treat you with the respect you deserve, you don't really care. You're unbothered. And that is kind of hot. So understanding who you are on a fundamental level and be more assertive, like walk into a room with your shoulders rolled back, head up. Okay. Not with your head stuck in your phone, looking down, look people in the eye. Don't like dart your eyes around. Like you just committed a crime. Shoulders need to be back and up. Pretend you're a model, okay? Victoria's Secret model walking down a catwalk, okay? Swing your hips a little. Allow yourself to walk in a natural gait, which by the way, I know some people definitely like overdo it with like the hang, the hip swinging for like girls, but scientifically we need to do a little bit because it's like how our bodies are built. But you know, make sure that you walk nicely, okay? If you really have to record yourself walking, improve your posture. Like there's so many ways that you can just look better and look more assertive and look more confident. And it does, posture is such a big player in this because people notice it. If you have your shoulders out and open and you are looking people at the eye, that just shows that you're confident and you're assertive and that's kind of hot. What's also hot is if you mess up and you own it, right? If you accidentally trip, like just kind of giggle and pick yourself back up. Like don't be like, embarrassed beat red looking around like did anyone catch the fact that I fell just don't care own up to it again the whole unbothered thing it's hot to be unbothered and if you mess up you own up to it it's funny and then you move on and that's kind of hot you know what's also hot is not being desperate not being desperate for friends not being desperate for significant others dating etc I think it's important that you aren't desperate for anything because again you know your worth and if you know who you are on a fundamental level you're not going to be settling for less because you understand what you bring to the table you understand what your value is 
I think it's also important that hot people have strong boundaries, right? Hot people don't just get like pushed around and like you can just say whatever and do whatever. Like they know their worth and they have strong boundaries. And if you cross certain lines, they will approach you and say that you crossed a line, right? That's really important to have a strong moral ground and ethical standpoints and boundaries, not only to protect yourself, but also it's kind of hot because then people know that they can't like push you around and make you a people pleaser. I think it's also important to ask more questions and never stop learning. It's really hot when somebody is asking questions about you or asking questions about a school subject or something because they're genuinely curious and they want to learn. Learning is just like, it's such a powerful tool and it's a weapon. And the more you learn, the better off you'll be in the future. So definitely never stop learning. And asking questions is not a sign of like stupidity or weakness. It's honestly a sign of confidence. Stop comparing and start celebrating. So in our current world, we're constantly comparing ourselves against others. We're constantly looking at social media, comparing ourselves to our classmates, etc. Just start celebrating people. Start celebrating people for, you know, getting that dream body that you want or getting that job that you've always dreamt of, right? Because when you start celebrating other people, you open yourself up to more gratitude and you can kind of see, well, if they did it, I can do it too. So when you're in that mindset, you're really able to just be like a better person, a better friend. And when you stop comparing yourself to others and you start celebrating them, you stop kind of dragging yourself in the dirt that you didn't like, you didn't reach that yet, right? Or you didn't get that job yet, or you didn't lose the weight yet, right? So I think it's important that you start celebrating other people and know and use that as fuel. Like if they did it, I can do it too. Finally, have goals in your life, right? I think it's hot when someone has something they're striving for. Like hot people have places to be. They got things to do. They have a schedule. They're going places, right? They're not just like aimlessly walking around bored. They're not desperate for somebody to like fit their boredom, right? They have places to be. And if you fit in their schedule, that's great. And if you don't, you don't. So I think, you know, being hot is having goals in your life. It's trying to improve yourself. It's actively working on being the best version of you. Remember, being hot is a mindset. I think, yes, you can change your appearance. You can lose, gain weight. You can do all the workouts. You can get your nails done and whatever. You can clear up your skin. However, being hot is really a mindset. Being hot is a huge, just, it needs to be an aspect of your identity. You need to understand that you are that hot person, right? You need to convince yourself that. And once you do, I think it's so much easier to genuinely like put in the effort to, you know, putting on nice clothing and working out and eating healthy and doing your makeup right because you already convince yourself you're hot and because you're hot, you need to act hot, you need to look hot and hot people just put an effort into their appearance and they just are not lazy when it comes to upkeeping themselves and they put in more effort, right? So remember, being hot is a mindset and anyone can be hot, okay? I really don't care what your starting point is. It's probably already hot, but you can always get hotter. Um, and so it's always important to just strive to be the best version of you. And along this journey, you know, gain a little self-confidence and understand who you are on a fundamental level. And you deserve a lot more than you think you do. And you are capable of so much more than you think you can. All right, well, I hope you really liked this episode. I hope that you gained some tips, some inspiration for becoming the hottest version of yourself. Be sure to follow this podcast on all of my socials. Give it a rating, give it a review, and also answer the Spotify question for a shout out. I will see you next week, my love. Bye-bye.